0: Ezekiel chapter number 37 verse number 1 is where we'll be this morning. It is good to have my mama in church with me today. My daddy is a pastor in West Virginia. And for years I could not get my mama and dad to come south to see me. And all of a sudden we started having grandbabies and now they just come every other weekend. I don't know... What the deal is with that, but it's very uh, a blessing to have my mama in church with me. She prayed hell off of me. Amen. She prayed hell off of me. And I can't tell you what an honor it is to be raised in a home with a godly mama that knew how to pray. I dare say that I would not be here if it wasn't for a mama's prayers. And I love you, mama. I'm glad you're here. Ezekiel, amen. Ezekiel chapter 37 and verse number one, the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and sent me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about and behold they were very many in the open valley and lo they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God. Thou knowest Again he said unto me Prophesy upon these bones And say unto them O ye dry bones Hear the word of the Lord Thus saith the Lord God Unto these bones Behold I will cause breath To enter into you And ye shall live And I will lay sinews upon you And you bring up flesh upon you And and cover you with skin And put breath in you And ye shall live And ye shall know that I am The Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy son of man and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and the breath came into them and they lived and stood up upon their feet an exceeding. Great army, would you help me pray this morning Heavenly Father, I thank you For the opportunity and the privilege God, to stand before this great Host of people Lord, I do not take it lightly To stand behind this man of God's pulpit And I pray God, in the name of Jesus That you'd hide me behind the cross God, may it not be Me that comes across But may it be the word of God That goes forth in this room May they forget anybody else that's in this room And may Jesus be the forefront of everything that's said and done here. And I pray, God, that you would electrify us, empower us, convict us. God, give us that which we stand in need, because God, truly, you are the only one that knows what we really stand in need of. I pray, God, you'd grant it today, for it's in Jesus' name we pray, and all God's people said. As we enter into Ezekiel chapter number 37, we find that the prophet here has been led by the hand of God to... Survey this valley. This valley is full of dead bones. It's full of defeated bones and it's full of dry bones. These bones have been there for quite a while and as they go out in this field the Lord begins to bring the topic up to this son of man and said can these bones live again? It was the prophet that looked back at God and said, Lord, thou knowest. I do not believe that he responded in an interrogatory fashion, but rather I believe it was with confidence that he looked back at God and said, you are the one that gave them life in the first place. And if anybody can allow these bones to live again, it will be you. I am glad that it is not over until God says it's over. And we find here that God said, all right, if these bones are going to live again, the very first thing that's going to have to happen, and he begins to give a word, a a sermon, if you will, uh, to the man of God, and he begins to preach to these dead, dry bones. As the word of the Lord fell upon these dry bones, the Bible said that the bones be made a noise and a shaking, and the bones came together forming what looked to be an alive human being the bones come together the sinews the ligaments the tendons all of these things begin to come back together and it looked like they were alive but the problem now was that there was no breath living on the inside of these dead bones and it looked like they were alive it felt like they were alive but there was no breath living on the inside of these bones At that point, God shifts the focus to prophesying to the bones to now it is a prophesying to the wind, saying to come, old breath, and breathe upon these that have been slain. And I want to kind of play on that for just a minute and give you what God's laid on my heart, I believe, for the beginning of this meeting. And it is the fact that there was no breath living on the inside of these bones. And with that in mind, I want to preach on this subject. What to do when you get the breath knocked out of you? What to do when you get the breath knocked out of you? You say, preacher, I don't need a sermon like this today because my world is fine. Well, let me, let me give you a little advice. Pack a lunch today. Because I have learned in my seasons of up And in my season of goodness, it means this. I have just come out of something, and usually I'm fixing. Y'all know what that means. I'm fixing to go back into something. And all of us at some time or another, no matter how spiritual you are, or no matter how rich you are, no matter how much this or that you are, no matter how well-read you are, of the things of God, all of us at some time or another will know what it's like to have life punch us in the gut, spiritually speaking, and not the breath out of us where we need God to touch us again or to fill us with a fresh breath from heaven. And that's what this week is designed to be. It's not going to be an axe grinding meeting. It's not going to be a thing where we come and, 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 and do this or that. But rather it's going to be a meeting where we come together unified as the body of Christ stating the fact that God it's not my brother nor my sister standing me in the need of prayer but it's me oh Lord uh, that needs the breath of heaven to breathe on me again and fill me with the things of heaven with that said number one if you want the breath of god to breathe back in you if you want to get out of this uh place where you've had the breath knocked out of you the very first thing i find in our text is they received a fresh word from god they received a fresh word from God. The Bible said in verse 4 again, He said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. First of all, about this subject, is this word carried a piercing revelation. It carried a piercing revelation. Now, one of the hard things to me was, is it said that to these bones to hear the word of the Lord? My question to myself was as I read this: how can bones that have long since had their ears rot away and the brain that was in the skull deteriorate years ago? How in the world are these bones that have no ear gonna hear? The word of the Lord. And very quickly it come to my mind that nothing is so dead that the word of God cannot reach it nothing is so dead that the power of God, there's nothing that's been so, def- hey Amen. nothing is so dead and so defeated and so dry that the word of God cannot get the job done, hear me well I like good singing, I like loud singing, quiet singing, long singing shorts, I like singing but hear me well, there is something about the preaching of the word of God that can do something that nothing else in this world can possibly do the word of God is very clear that the word of God is a sharp tool Uh, it is a sharp weapon Uh, it'll cut you going in and it'll cut you going out it'll cut away what don't need to be there and form you into what needs to be there I'll tell you in this day and hour in which we live we need a revival of the word of God Uh, the word of God is able to get the job done Uh, in this day no matter how defeated you are no matter how dry you are No matter how dead you are The answer is not Dr. Phil The answer is not a pill And the answer is not an alcohol bottle But the answer is still The inerrant and infallible Word of God It is God's mind on paper It is the Word of God It is a transforming Word It is a powerful Word It is an informational Word It has a powerful and a supernatural Word And I'm telling you There have been times that I have watched walk through the doors of the house of God, defeated, feeling like a hypocrite, feeling like I ought to give up and quit, feeling like I should have never came in the first place only for the man of God to open up the Word of God and begin to preach the Word of God and something on the inside of my spirit, hallelujah, and on the inside of my heart begin to speak and formate and say, I believe I can make it another day. What a joy to know that in this, day and in this hour we still have the word of God that can change and transform our life though the cover is worn and the pages are torn though places bear traces of tears Yet more precious than gold is this book one and old that will scatter and shatter my fears. This old book is my guide. Tis a friend by my side. It will lighten and brighten my way and with each token I find it soothes and gladdens my mind as I read it and heed it each day. There's something powerful about the Word of God. Not only did it carry A piercing revelation. But it produced a powerful response. Bones that didn't have an ear. Bones that didn't have a brain to comprehend what the ears heard. This piercing revelation had the ability to reach into those bones and speak to them. And the Bible says this that when the Word of God fell upon those dead, dry bones, that there was a noise and there was a shaking. Chronologically, there was a noise and a shaking, and then the bones came back together. That word noise in your King James Bible comes from the Hebrew word cold. Q-U-O-W-L. It is the same word that was used for the noise that went in the tops of the mulberry trees. It is the same noise where the voice of the Lord came and and spoke to them in the cool of the garden. It's the same word that was used over and over and over as a type of a place where God's people would praise the Lord. That word cold literally means this, to sing aloud or to cry aloud with a loud voice So you're telling me that bones That ain't got no hands to clap Bones that ain't got no lips Or a tongue to shout with bones that ain't got nothing left to give glory to anything, those bones begin to make a noise. They begin to do everything they could and you can say whatever you want, but I'm telling you that word coal, that word noise there means to sing aloud or to cry aloud and those bones that were at rock bottom that had nothing left, that had been dead for a long time, had been forsaken for a long time, felt like they'd never live again, said this may be our last chance. It's been a long time since we heard the word of the Lord with what I have left I'm gonna go ahead and praise my Creator and those bones begin to make a noise hear me well some of y'all done made up your mind that you're gonna wait till God put things back together and then you'll praise the Lord honey before these bones ever got put back together they started praising God I know we live in a day and age where Baptist folk have grown quiet and they've grown cold and they're scared of what people going to say but let me say we need to go back and get something that grandma had and something grandpa had and understand that we may not have everything that we would like to have we may not have the nicest house or the nicest car or the nicest things in the world but honey you ain't got to have a lot to to learn how to praise the Lord Uh, it's with what you got left uh, to understand uh, and say I would not have what I have uh, if it wouldn't have been for God. God. I wouldn't have shoes on my feet. I wouldn't have clothes on my back. I wouldn't have the family that God's given me. So God help me with what I do have. I will praise the Lord. Let me ask you a question. When's the last time you made a noise? When's the last time you made a noise? I meet people all the time, they say, Preacher, it just ain't my style. I understand. I understand. But suddenly when you go to your favorite football game and your favorite football team scores a touchdown, all of a sudden it is your style. Now, I get excited. I love Jesus. I love going to church. This is my six flags. I do this every day of my life. And one day I just realized I better enjoy myself doing it. I ain't never going to enjoy nothing. I enjoy it. But Becky over there, she's a little more Presbyterian than I am. If you get one of these out of her, it's on. But another day, we's at the mall. And her favorite store had a big 50% off sale sign. And that quiet little Presbyterian girl, I mean, just had herself a time. You know what I've learned? It's not a matter of if you worship, it's a matter of what you worship. And these bones, some of you, and it stuck to me that before these bones ever came back together, they started making a noise. What? I believe it was Paul and Silas in the middle of their prison cell. While they were still locked up, they decided to make a call, to make a noise. And they began to worship and sing praises in that jail cell. And it was that God heard that praise in that jail cell. And God come and shook that jail cell. And those boys walked out free. Could it be that God is waiting on you to get to a place where you can learn how to praise Him with what you have? Before He ever puts things back together. These bones had a piercing revelation. These bones had a powerful response. The book of Psalms, chapter 51, verse 8 says this, Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. We all could take a lesson on learning to praise God in our valleys. Secondly, I'm not going to preach this point. I'm going to move to my third one. But they had to learn to cling to the promises of God. God, through the man of God, gave them a list of promises of things that he was going to do. I'm just going to give you this, you're going to to catch it, I'm going to move on. He gave them a list of things he was going to do. He said, I'll give you breath, I'll give you life, I'll give you sinews and flesh and ligaments and tendons. He said, now, I'll do all these things and you shall live. And the man of God prophesies to the bones and the ligaments, the sinews, the flesh, the tendons, all of that comes up and everything was there except for the breath and the life. What do you do? When God promises you, He's going to put things back together. And He only does it in steps. And here you stand with a portion of what you feel like God's told you He's going to do. Some people give up and quit right there. It ain't time to quit. It's time to cling to what God said. God has never wrote a check that that is not good. We can trust the promises of God, Second Corinthians 1 20, for all the promises of God in him are yea and in, and in him amen under the glory of God by us, Numbers 23 and 19 said God is not a man that he should lie right. then lastly we see the request for a breath from God no longer is he prophesying to the bones but here we find these men that were just bones. Now, you talk about a scary movie. Think about a field full of bones. And now, all of a sudden, all this flesh and all these ligaments and all these tendons. And now you have all these men that were dead. Yep. Now they look alive. But there's no breath on the inside of them. And God told them the Son of Man, He said, Prophesy unto the wind and say, come, O oh, breath, and breathe upon these slain. As we dissect this down, number one, we see it was a divine wind. It was a divine wind. It was, it was a wind where he went under the authority of God and said, God said for the wind to breathe upon these slain. That when there is a type and a picture of the Holy Spirit, Spirit of God breathing that breath I mean, breath is a big deal inside the word of God because even in the book of Genesis mankind was formed out of the dust of the earth but they were not alive until God himself breathed in the, breathed in the nostrils the breath of life you do a word study on, the, on breath all throughout the word of God and you will find a very powerful momentum of what it means for the breath of heaven and the breath of God and how bankrupt you and I would be without the breath of God and without the breath of heaven I dare say if we've ever needed a day and hour where we look at the church as is the state we're in and we look at the mess that our nation is in right here and right now we do not need a fancy thing or we don't need a fancy sermon or a fancy song but we've got to get back and you can call it old fashioned you can call it whatever you want to call it but we've got to get back to where the breath of heaven breathes upon the house of God. Uh, Once again I go so many places uh, where the The Holy Ghost has not been in decades. He's not welcome. He's not wanted. They don't want real revival. They don't want the real power of God because the truth is if the real power of God was to fall on some churches today, it would mess up their social clubs. It would mess up their agenda. And if we've ever needed a day when we realize how many of our kids are falling off into hell, how many of our marriages are falling by the wayside, how many of our churches are splitting right down the middle, how many of our churches are bankrupt from the power of God we would be ashamed of what we're living in calling it church in this day and in this hour if we've ever needed to fall on our knees and say oh God breathe upon the church again today it's this day and it's this hour I know you may remember in your day and in your hour maybe you was a kid uh, when the power of God uh, and a real revival swept through your town uh, and I may have got to see some of it uh, and you may have got to see some of it, but what about that little baby right there? And what about the youngins in this generation? Who's going to get a hold of heaven for them? Who's going to say, God, break us out of our tradition, break us out of our rituals, break us up out of our ruts, and oh God, send the raw power of God that will shake us from the top of our head to the bottom of our feet. God, shut down the beer joints in this town. God, shut down the crack houses. Uh, God set up shop here Let it start here this week Uh, Let it begin right here God from the top of my head uh, To the bottom of my feet Breathe on us And give us the power of God Let me ask you a question When's the last time you wept For revival See most of us This day we're living in We're the led to sin church in In one of nothing got everything we need got shoes on our feet got a heated and aired house got your 401k got your retirement in line everything looks fine and we've become in this comfort zone where everything's fine everything's wonderful and as long as you and your family got your health and your wealth then you sit in your reclining chair and everything's fine I dare say one of the best things could happen to us is God jerk the rug out from under us and put us back on our knees and see that the money is not what we need and a 401k is not helping us and us increasing in popularity, us increasing in money status uh, has done nothing for our spiritual state uh, because it's not on the mountain where we learn to praise God, uh, but it is in the midst of the valley when we look at how bad things are. I wonder, spiritually speaking, do you have the ability with spiritual eyes to look across America and see a valley full of dead, dry bones uh, where we're so bankrupt uh, and all it is is a picture of what used to be and we've got to have in this, day and in this hour a church arise and say oh God send a fresh breath from heaven in this day and in this hour when was the last time you wept for real revival God rend our hearts it was the divine wind a picture of the breath of God breathing on the dead dry bones and it was the only answer For those bones to live again I don't care how bad America is It's not so dead That the breath of heaven can't revive it One preacher looked at me He said preacher He was sitting in a meeting I was preaching in He said I wish you'd just quit preaching that way He said prophetically God is done with America I said sir No disrespect meant But if God was done with America I'd stay home. If God was done with America, we wouldn't be here. God God has reserved himself a remnant Of people that will stand on the word of God and proclaim the word of God and I don't know who the last soul will be I don't know who the last person will be but if God was done with the church in this day we would not be here right now there is still hope and there is still a gospel message and as long as God is alive as long as the word of God is still right we still have the hope and the power there are men and women in this room uh, that literally sacrifice for this nation and how dare you and I in the midst of a bad day quit praying for America and quit hoping for America I'm telling you we sing that song I have been blessed and for years when it get to that part of we live in a country it's the great and on earth, greatest on earth people would stand to their feet and applause but over the last two years I have watched people sit in their seat as if they're ashamed of living in America hear me well if you don't like it move to Europe or something honey but while we're here I still believe there is hope I still believe we have the power of God I still believe it is possible for God to rend the heavens and to shake this nation once more oh will thou not revive us again will you not send your power will you not send your mercy will you not send your blood I still believe there is power in the blood of Jesus there is wonder working power and the worst drunken In this town is no match For the blood of Jesus The deadest church in this town Is no match For the blood of Jesus And we still have the answer In the word of God Give me somebody on the piano Just play softly and slowly please I'm nearly done These altars are open God's already moving The invitation's already begun God deals with your heart You mind the Lord But not only was it a divine wind, it was a directed wind. It was a directed wind. In grammar school and in college, they taught me about prepositional phrases. aboard, about, above, beyond. All them other words. And one of them is the word upon. No longer is this breath in general. But now it's funneled down into a narrow direction. Breathe upon these. It takes it from a breath just saying breathe everywhere to saying God, God, I need you to breathe right here. God, I... I can't speak for him and I can't speak for her and I can't speak for him. I don't know what they're dealing with but God I know what I'm dealing with and I I got this area of my life that I need you to breathe on. Revival will not start corporately until it starts individually. Somebody has to be man enough or woman enough to say God, come here. Y'all just start playing as soon as you get ready. God, come here please. Breathe upon these that are slain. I wonder what some areas of your life that we need God to breathe on. As a daddy, my whole world's changed since I started having these kids. And when I pray, I don't pray for the stuff I used to pray for, but I say, Lord, Lord, that little baby right here, (laughs) Lord, would you... Lord, would you breathe on my babies? God, would you breathe on my marriage? Would you breathe on my family? I got a little boy back here, five years old, named Tucker. I got a year and a half old boy named Siler. And to be honest, I don't care if they ever hit a, t- uh, hit a home run or score a touchdown, but you know what I want them? I want them to be y'all's age and love Jesus. I want them to know what it's like to sit in a service like this and know what it's like when the Holy Ghost goes, I want God to breathe on them. And here's how we ought to start this meeting. Is forgive what you got going on at two o'clock today. And let's find us a place on this altar and say, Lord, let it start with me. God, I need you to breathe upon the slain. God, this area in my life I need you to breathe on. God, I'm asking you today. To breathe on America. What it's teaching us is to pray specifically. God, at this exact area, what do you need God to do for you this week at Jubilee? There's marriages in this room. If God don't do something, you won't make it another two years. There's teenagers in this room. If God don't get a hold of you, your life will end in disaster. God, breathe on us. As we stand to our feet, head bowed and eyes closed. Somebody's been praying around here. I feel God moving. I wonder how many of us will get out of our seat. How many of you teenagers? How many of you mamas? How many of you daddies? Get out of your seat. Come find a place on this old fashioned altar. And ask God to breathe. Some of y'all bring lost loved ones to this altar. Say, God, save my daddy. Save my mama. Save my son. Save my daughter. Oh, God, breathe upon these that are slain. They're going to sing a song invitation. He's getting him a microphone. You mind, God. Sing on, my brother. Oh, God, breathe on us. I'm looking for some saints of God in this church that know what the power of God is to come get around this altar and help us pray for revival this week. Mamas and daddies, get your babies on this altar and let's pray. From an old
1: tree, and it whispers, draw closer to me. When's the last time that good breath of God went through your life? When's the last time in a service you felt that power? Driving down the road in your car. Getting up with your family in the morning, just need that good power of God. Oh, we need breath. We need breath. We need breath for the sake of our children, sake of our families. Oh, we need that breath of God. You might be in this auditorium this morning. You love the Lord, but you've got cold. Things ain't what they were. All you need is good breath of God come by your way. God will stir you up. God will stir you up. It's what Jubilee's all about. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have people call me on the phone at times weeping. Preacher, I need you to pray for me. I'm having a bad day, going through a rough time. What I can't do, in my words, that breath of God can do. That breath can do. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let the disappointments come. Lonely days without the sun. Do you know the words of this song on this course? You do sing it with Brother James. For whatever it takes to draw closer to you, Lord. That's That's what what I'll be with. May mean getting off work early, getting to church. Maybe spend more time in that Bible praying for Maybe putting things of the world aside. And say I'm gonna get in, get some help from God. To be more like you. That's what I'll be willing to do. While Miss Amy's playing softly don't she you bagged your hitch with me just a moment this morning. Boy, if there was ever a message, it was right on time. Thank God for the man of God. Every head bowed just a moment. I'm your pastor and I answer those phone calls a lot of times. I know what a lot of you going through that nobody else knows. I know what you're going through a little bit, Brother Michael, Miss Kathy. Brother Brad, some of you I know what you're going through. My little wife, another call this morning. Mama, back going to the hospital again. Don't you listen? There's some of you, boy, you need God to do something in you this week. You need it. You ain't going to get it sitting at home, you ain't going to get it watching TV. You're going to get in it by getting in. None of that spouts we said for years where the glory comes out. You're going to get it by getting in and getting some help. There's every timely message. Oh, I appreciate what God's done in this church. I do. I thank God for the church I pastor. I thank God for it every day. Spanish work and children and this auditorium and everything's going on this morning. I thank God for it. But I'm going to tell you what none of it can be accomplished without the breath of God. None of it can be accomplished. I have preachers call me and say, Preacher, we just need something. Just need something. You can look up this way. If you're here today and you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, You may be in this auditorium, will tell you the greatest breath you'll ever receive is when He breathes into your life, life itself. And He changes your life. I'll never forget that night I walked out of church after I got saved. Praise God, it was a different breathing for me that night. I ain't got over it. There have been days, though, all I've done is make noise. There's been days, all I've done is moved a little. Boy, I thank God for them times when that breath comes through. I mean, sometimes I'm just going down the road, man. Just riding down the road. I'm not, listen, be honest with you. I'm not thinking about Jesus, but He's thinking about me. hallelujah and I'm just going down the road all of a sudden man I'm speeding up don't even realize that I'm getting happy in my soul and all of a sudden God just whispering deep down inside of me and telling me he loves me and and he's for me and he's on my side and he's helping me and buddy before you know it I could go out to hell with a water pistol I like what Brother Townsend just said listen it ain't over. It's not over. There's still remnants that have not bowed the knee. Little churches setting up on the hillside of Virginia and West Virginia and all across the country. Church like this down here in this Bible Belt that still have not bowed the knee. And God's still able. Amen. Hallelujah.